remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today we're delving into the extraordinary life of Vincent van Gogh, an artist whose influence has extended well beyond his death. Today marks the 133rd anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's dive into the extraordinary early life of Vincent van Gogh. Vincent van Gogh was born into a middle-class family on March 30th of 1853. He was born in the quiet village of Grootsonter in the southern Netherlands. His father, Theodorus van Gogh, was a minister in the Dutch Reformed Church, while his mother, Anna Cornelia Carbentus, came from a family of art dealers. Vincent was the second of six children, and from a young age he showed signs of a sensitive and introspective nature. In his early years, Vincent was educated at home, and he displayed a keen interest in literature and art. His parents nurtured his creative inclinations, and his mother in particular encouraged his love for drawing and sketching. As he grew older, Vincent's fascination with art deepened, and he began to explore various mediums and techniques. At the age of 16, Vincent was sent to The Hague to work at his uncle's art dealership, Goupel C. His time at the firm exposed him to the art world, allowing him to interact with artists, collectors, and the artworks from different styles and periods. This experience ignited his passion for art, and he developed a strong admiration for the works of the Dutch masters, as well as contemporary artists such as Jean-Francois Millet and Jules Brent. However, Vincent's employment at the art dealership was short-lived. He struggled with the business aspects of the job and found the commercial side of art to be really unfulfilling. Despite the setback, his exposure to various artistic styles and movements during the period laid the groundwork for his future artistic endeavors. Feeling restless and desiring to explore the world, Vincent pursued various endeavors, including teaching and preaching, yet none brought him the fulfillment he sought. He felt a profound sense of empathy for the impoverished and the marginalized, and these experiences would later influence the themes and subjects of his artwork. In 1881, seeking to further his artistic education, Vincent van Gogh left his native Netherlands and moved to Brussels. He enrolled at the Royal Academy of Fine Arts, where he dedicated himself to a rigorous academic training. During his time in Brussels, Vincent's artistic style underwent a significant transformation as he delved into the works of various artists and explored new artistic movements. While in Brussels, Vincent became more acquainted with the works of the French realist painter Jean-Francois Millet whose depictions of rural life resonated deeply with him. He admired Millet's ability to convey emotions through simple everyday scenes, and this influence began to seep into Vincent's own art. Additionally, Van Gogh's exposure to Japanese woodblock prints, which were becoming increasingly popular in Europe at the time, captivated him. He admired the prints' flat, bold use of color and their ability to capture fleeting moments and emotions. The admiration for Japanese art would later become evident in Vincent's own compositions. Vincent's time in Brussels also exposed him to the innovative techniques of the Impressionists and Pointillists. He was particularly drawn to the works of artists like Claude Monet, Georges Seurat, and Camille Pissarro. The Impressionist use of bright colors, looser brushwork, and focus on capturing the play of light and atmosphere left a profound impact on Vincent's artistic sensibilities. In 1885, after completing his studies in Brussels, Vincent moved to Antwerp, where he continued to experiment with his newfound influences. He 
embraced the vivid palette and expressive brushwork of the Impressionists using thick and textured brushstrokes to evoke emotions and create a sense of movement in his artworks. A year later, in 1886, Vincent made a momentous decision that would alter the course of his artistic career. He moved to Paris, the bustling hub of the art world. During his time in the French capital, Vincent immersed himself in the avant-garde art scene and mingled with fellow artists, collectors, and art dealers. He was eager to engage with the latest artistic developments and exchange ideas with like-minded individuals. It was in Paris that Vincent forged strong friendships with other influential artists of the time. But it was his relationship with Paul Gauguin, a fellow artist with whom he shared a tumultuous yet deeply impactful friendship that would have the most profound effect on his art. The interactions with these artists and the exposure to their works encouraged Vincent to experiment even further. He embraced a more expressive and emotive style, using bolder colors and exaggerated brushwork to convey his emotional state and inner turmoil. His art began to evolve into a more personal and introspective expression of his feelings and perceptions. In 1888, Vincent van Gogh arrived in Arles, a charming town in the picturesque region of Provence, France. Seeking the respite from the frantic pace of city life, and inspired by the vibrant landscapes and abundant sunlight, he sought to create an artist's utopia where he could paint and live in harmony with nature. Vincent rented a small yellow house, which would become both his sanctuary and the setting for some of his most iconic works. Enchanted by the beauty of the sunflowers he found in local fields, Vincent was inspired to create a series of paintings that would celebrate the radiant blooms. He aimed to capture the essence of the flower's vitality and their significance as symbols of life and the sun. With bold brush strokes and a vibrant color palette, Vincent's sunflower series exuded a sense of energy and optimism, reflecting his own hopes and aspirations. The series comprised of several paintings, each with its own unique composition and color scheme. Sunflowers in a vase and sunflowers in a yellow vase depicted the flowers arranged in decorative vessels, while still life vase with 15 sunflowers showcased the blooms in full bloom with their golden petals glowing against a blue background. Amidst the creative fervor, Vincent's mental struggles began to intensify. He had always been a highly sensitive and introspective individual, but the pressure of his artistic pursuits combined with the personal and financial challenges took a toll on his mental well-being. He experienced periods of deep de despair, anxiety, and emotional turbulence, which would later be diagnosed as bipolar disorder and possibly exacerbated by alcohol consumption. Vincent's mental health struggles were only made worse by the arrival of Gagan in October of 1888. While this had initially brought excitement uh, and promise of artistic visions and great paintings, for Vincent, he had hoped that the collaboration would lead to like a stimulating exchange of ideas and a result in mutual growth as artists. However, the two painters' contrasting personalities and approaches to art soon caused clashes and disagreements. Gagan was a proponent of synthesism, a style that emphasized using simple forms and bold colors to convey emotion and ideas. On the other hand, Vincent's approach remained deeply rooted in his emotions and introspection which sometimes clashed with Gagan's more intellectual and structured artistic philosophy. Their artistic differences were mirrored in their personalities. Vincent was known for his intense emotions and inclination towards impulsive behavior, while Gagan was more composed and rational. As tensions mounted, the friendship between the two artists began to unravel, and they found it increasingly difficult to work together harmoniously. 
The breaking point came on December 23rd of 1888 when an intense argument erupted between Vincent and Gagan. Fueled by frustration and emotional distress, Vincent's mental state reached a boiling point. This led him to commit a shocking and drastic act. He cut off a portion of his own left earlobe with a razor. This self-inflicted injury was an expression of his internal turmoil and despair. Following the ear incident, Vincent was found unconscious and bleeding in his home. He was rushed to the Arleth Hospital for medical treatment, where he was treated for his physical injuries. Subsequently, subsequently, he was diagnosed with a severe mental disturbance, and his condition was labeled as a form of psychosis. During his time in the hospital, Vincent experienced periods of lucidity and moments of mental instability. Despite the challenges he faced, he continued to paint, finding some solace and purpose in his art. Some of his hospital works, such as self-portrait with a bandaged ear, reflect his resilience and determination to continue creating despite his mental struggles. After a few weeks in the hospital, Vincent was released and he returned to his beloved yellow house, where he continued to paint prolifically. However, his mental state remained fragile and he experienced more instances of emotional turmoil and instability. Concerned about Vincent's well-being and fearing for his safety, local authorities and his family intervened. In May 1889, Vincent voluntarily admitted himself to an asylum. There, he was seeking the structured environment and mental attention that the institution offered. During his stay at the asylum, Vincent underwent treatment and therapy, and he produced numerous artworks. Despite his struggles, the period was marked by creative pro productivity, with paintings like The Starry Night and Irises being created during his time at the asylum. Throughout his stay, Vincent corresponded with his brother, Theo, who remained a staunch supporter of his art. The letters exchanged between the brothers offer invaluable insights into Vincent's artistic process and his emotional state during the turbulent period. Despite the asylum's limitation, Vincent appreciated the sanctuary it provided. He found inspiration in the surrounding gardens and the natural beauty of the countryside, which served as subjects of many of his paintings. As the months passed, Vincent's mental health improved and he experienced periods of relative stability. However, he remained plagued by recurring episodes of emotional turmoil and he longed for a sense of purpose and belonging. His mental struggles continued to be a hindrance to his personal happiness, however. In May of 1890, seeking a fresh start and hoping for better care for his fragile mental state, Vincent van Gogh moved to a picturesque and tranquil village located near Paris. There, he was placed under the care of Dr. Dr. Paul Gachet, an amateur artist and physician who had treated other artists as well. Vincent hoped that the peaceful surroundings and the doctor's understanding of art might prove, provide healing and stability he desperately needed. During his time in the village, Vincent's artistic output was nothing short of remarkable. He found inspiration in the quaint landscapes, the rolling wheat fields, and the charming architecture of the village. In just over two months, he produced an astonishing number of paintings and sketches, estimated to be around 70 artworks. Among these works was Wheatfield with Crows, a powerful and emotive painting that would become one of Vincent's last completed pieces. The painting depicts a tumultuous sky above a golden wheat field with menacing crows soaring in the distance. The swirling expressive brush strokes and the dark and brooding atmosphere conveyed a sense of turmoil and unrest, reflecting Vincent's own internal struggles. Despite his artistic productivity, Vincent's mental health remained fragile and he continued to experience periods of emotional turbulence. 
His letters to his brother Theo during the time revealed his profound loneliness and a yearning for emotional connection and acceptance. The weight of his personal challenges, coupled with the pressure of living up to his own artistic ambitions, weighed heavily on his shoulders. On July 27th of 1890, Vincent's emotional turmoil reached a climax. Distraught and emotionally overwhelmed, he walked into the wheat fields with a loaded revolver. There, in the fields he had immortalized on canvas, he shot himself in the chest. Despite being gravely wounded, he managed to return to the inn where he was staying. Van Gogh's life ended two days later, on July 29th, at the age of 37. He was surrounded by his brother Theo and his doctor when he passed away from his injuries. His final words were, the sadness will last forever in English. News of Vincent's death deeply affected those who knew him and the artistic community as a whole. While he had experienced limited recognition during his lifetime, his posthumous fame would soar to unprecedented heights. His brother Theo, who had been Vincent's unwavering supporter and confidant, was heartbroken by the loss. Tragically, Theo himself succumbed to illness and grief just six months later, dying in 1891. Despite the sadness and tragedy that marked Vincent's final days, his artistic legacy would rise to become one of the most celebrated and influential in history. His paintings, which had been largely overlooked during his lifetime, began to garner appreciation and admiration. Theo's widow, Joanna van Gogh Bonger, played a crucial role in promoting Vincent's artworks and ensuring his place in art history. Her efforts to publish Vincent's letters and support his art exhibits helped bring the works a broader audience. Vincent's paintings gained recognition for their emotional depth, the bold use of color, and the unique brushwork that we had been talking about all episode. In the decades that followed Vincent van Gogh's death, the art world would fully recognize his brilliance and his significant contributions to the post-impressionist movement. His influence would be felt across generations of artists, including the expressionists and even beyond. Today, Vincent van Gogh's paintings command astronomical prices, and his name is synonymous with artistic genius. His works are treasured in museums around the world, drawing millions of visitors who seek to experience the emotional power and creativity captured on his canvases. Vincent's life and struggles continued to captivate the imagination, making him not only an artistic legend, but a symbol of the tormented artist, whose passion and creativity burned brightly, but all too briefly. His story serves as a reminder of the profound connection between art and the human experience, and his legacy remains an enduring testament to the transformative power of art in the face of adversity. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Vincent van Gogh, a true artistic master who died too soon. He's also who died on today, July 29th. Additionally, if you've enjoyed today's episode and want a visual of what these individuals look like, please follow our Instagram, who period died period today. Lastly, make sure to rate us wherever you are listening. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the life of yet another remarkable individual who made a lasting and indelible mark on history. I'm your host, Peter, and thank you for listening.